Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Now entering Nerdist.com. James Bond starts when we start singing a song, and it goes something like this, and this is James Bond on James Bonding Podcast, Superstar. <laughs> You just uh, put yourself in contention to win an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> really? Because the easiest thing to write in the world is a James Bond song. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And you nailed it. That whiskey voice charmer right there is our guest for the James Bonding podcast today, Steve Agee. Shaken and stirred. What? How did he you do probably it? have to start every podcast saying giving a spoiler <laughs> warning. Oh, we haven't done that. Yeah, there will be spoilers. On no, this. I mean, listen. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, what are you doing listening to this? Yeah, mom. Don't be such a piece of <laughs> shit. Uh, my mother would never listen to anything I did. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Mine wouldn't either. That's not true. My mom would. She just doesn't know how. Uh, we should just. We should. We should teach her. Yeah, we should. Yeah. We should, we should, is your never, mom local? Local. No, she's in Florida, but I can get her out here. Let's do um or dad's podcast because <laughs> you you got yours from your sister, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should have your sister and my dad on. Oh my god, no one wants that. <laughs> well, everybody, half of it, I'm okay yeah, with. Well, our dads listen. and our sisters do. <laughs> this is Matt Gorley. Uh, this is Matt Myra. This is James Bonding. We are. <laughs> Matt and Matt. James Bond. James Bonding with Matt and Matt. Uh, Steve Agee, uh, you yeah. are our second guest. That's right. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys. Uh, we sat down with Steve, the three of us, together last We had a powwow. Night. We, yeah. had a, we had a pre-podcast powwow where we uh, got Jeez. Steve to not fall asleep during Skyfall. Yeah. It descended into turning Albert Finney uh. into like a Foster Brooks stroke victim. Yeah. Well, Mr. Bond, I've been watching your house while we were gone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for the last 40 minutes of the movie, we were just talking like that. As soon as he shows up, yeah. it was g- we were yeah. done. Yeah, there was nothing uh, else to say except uh, Albert Finney. Fuck the Abernathy twins in this tunnel. Uh, Emma! Yeah, follow me, Emma. <laughs> Emma. <laughs> uh, all right, so... Uh, we uh we watched Skyfall. So we wa- we watched Doctor No. Now we're wa- we watched Skyfall. So we're gonna we're gonna go back to front, meet in the middle. We're flanking. Yeah. We're flanking. We're the meeting. Bond we're gonna be meeting at For Your Eyes Only. Oh, with Tom Lennon. That's he. That's the one he desperately wants to talk about. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So that's what we're meeting at. Uh. So Steve, you saw Skyfall. Yeah. Uh. Let's talk first. Let's let's just discuss a little bit about your background with James Bond. Uh. Did you like it as a kid? Did you watch it a lot? Did you ever get um, into it? Um. Yeah. I think I've seen all the Bond movies. Um. This latest one skyfall i 
didn't see in theaters, and I've tried watching maybe twice on DVD um, since, and always started it at a time when I was really tired. <laughs> so somewhere in the middle, I would always fall asleep. So I'd never seen it all the way through. Wow, I'm glad we got you to watch it. That uh, I will say this about Skyfall, having now seen it ten times, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it does. It does have its lulls. Yeah, yeah, because it tries to be very real and serious. Yeah, it it loses a little maybe bit a little, of the excitement. Maybe a little too real and serious. Yeah, I, I man, maybe maybe we're gonna talk about that. Uh, I, I, honestly, I also after watching, still don't know what that movie was about. <laughs> well, that's part of my problem with it because uh, something you know, about a list. I know it's it's about <laughs> a list, right? <laughs> yeah, it's a bucket. It's the bucket list. <laughs> yeah, uh, you got to get the knock list back. And so wants gotta... her bucket list back because <laughs> her she doesn't list. have long. <laughs> uh, I lo- she has she has uh, twenty agents. She really wants to fuck before yeah. she dies. <laughs> yeah, she needs that list. <laughs> this movie is almost universally praised, and I feel bad for saying I have mixed feelings about it. That's wow. why I think I'm finally coming down. It's taken me a long time to really do some soul searching, maybe light some candles, draw a bath. Cut some farts. <laughs> out of the Lompoc plane. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's that's where I'm at, but we'll get into that. No, I saw, I listen, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie when it came out. Sure, I was sure. like, I was way on board. And uh, I think it, it, maybe having been deprived a good James Bond movie, save for Casino Royale, I feel like there hadn't been a good one for yeah fifteen years yeah, like yeah. ten fifteen years yeah and I, I still like it I mean it's yeah. visually it's a an it's amazing beautiful. movie it's oh, a really beautiful well, movie well that done maybe the best thing about it the way it looks and I mean that is high praise because I still like the movie uh, Katie sent me a website Katie our, our fearless producer who is uh, uh, at a dentist appointment Miss Money Penny <laughs> our Miss Money Penny her, puts teeth above James Bond her yeah. dentist appointment was record. at Tooth Purdy <laughs> <laughs> it really is almost two thirty. Thanks, Todd Glass. <laughs> That's Todd's favorite joke. Uh, so uh, yeah, so we watched uh, we watched Skyfall. But uh, Katie sent us uh, sent me a website, uh, the uh, Bond by the Numbers, James oh, Bond yeah, by yeah. the Numbers. It, yeah, it's really good. fantastic. It sort of breaks down all the numbers we were talking about. So I wanted to start by recapping uh, Doctor No, and we'll do this with Steve here because it's sure. yeah, we're bookending fifty years of James Bond with Doctor No. Fifty years. 50 51, 51. 51 years. And that's just the cinema. It's what, 61? Literary? Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on, Eileen. Come on. Come on. Eileen. Uh, all right. So, overall, beret wearing skank. <laughs> what would that come from? It's a long story. Oh, Dexy's Midnight yeah. Runner yeah. reference? <laughs> she was cute, though. Which one? The, uh, the girl in Dexter? The one that plays Eileen. Now, what do you think that song is about? Let's be honest. Because that's what we're here to talk about. Do we about. think it's actually about <laughs> coming on Eileen? Oh, I never really took it that literally. Oh. In the modern age, it definitely is. You guys are so cynical, and I'm Welcome pure. to... <laughs> and I'm pure. De- Dexie's Midnight Runnering. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast dedicated to Dexy's <laughs> Midnight Runner. I dro- my my ex girlfriend and I dressed up as them for Halloween once. We re- went over like a a lead piece of lead, <laughs> a balloon made of Dexy's Midnight Runners. <laughs> I I'm trying. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm trying to find that fucking. He's looking link. up James Bond by the numbers. I am. Uh, which is all reenactments of James Bond done by the cast of the CBS show Numbers. Oh, I'd watch that. Judd Hirsch's M, right? That'd be great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they want HBO. They call you. 
Bond, what are you doing? Get out in the field. Find my list. I'm doing find. math. Are you finding my list? It's a grocery list, Bond. I you need found to... it. Ag, did you did you watch with like a parent or anything? Did you have someone that got you into Bond, or it was just always there? It's my friends. Yeah, got me into them. Good friends. And I started, and it started for me in the uh, Roger Moore era. Yeah, me and, too. It was, and then later, you know, my late teen, I went back. Late you, teens, I went back. Do to you guys them. remember the Menendez brothers' alibi? Shh, no, I don't remember their alibi. What their was alibi was oh, they that bought a movie ticket for, I believe, The Living Daylights. What? The Living Daylights. That was the movie. That Guilty as charged. <laughs> it was either The Living Daylights or License to Kill. It would be funnier if it was License to Kill. But, wow. uh, oh, come on. Do you yeah. remember the first one you saw in the theater? Um, ah, fuck. Um, I, w- I want to say for your eyes only. Oh yeah, may have been. I know I saw Moonraker really early, but I don't know if I saw that on on uh, in the theater. It might have been on like Select TV or yeah, I had Select on TV. TV select one TV, of, one of those shit. pay channels. Yeah. All right, you got it. May eighth, nineteen sixty three. Everybody, Doctor No comes out. Mm. Budget one million dollars. Shit, really? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, ended up grossing $16 million. So they got back quite a bit of their money. Uh, what did this new one cost? That's what I'm going to tell you in, it's uh, under as soon as this thing loads. Wow. Why is this? Here's, I'm having a problem with this website right now and the fact that it's not loading. Dun, 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 dun. Skyfall Blues. Skyfall Blues. Get out your clarinet and play Skyfall Blues. (laughs) Skyfall Blues. (laughs) Blue sky falls at me. Uh, Come on. Goddamn motherfuckers. Well, I can talk something about the history of this. I can cut this out, this part out. Don't don't worry about this. Um, I just need this website. The only, because uh, I every time I think I'll talk about the difference between Fleming and the movie, and obviously this isn't a Fleming title. Correct. Well, maybe not. Obviously, maybe you don't know that. But uh, what was he in Fleming's last book? Bond um, book. It was you, uh, Man with a Golden Gun. Wow! Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and then he had notes for another one that Martin Amos finished, right? Colonel Sun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. under a pen name he finished it. Um, but the one thing from this movie that is from Fleming is that Bond's parents died. Yes. In a mountain climbing accident. And his m- father, father was... Father. father. <laughs> his father mucker. <laughs> his father mucking father. father was, well, his father was Scottish and his mother was British. Swiss, I think. Oh. Or yeah, Swiss. and they died in the Alps, right? Yes. Correct? They died in the Swiss Alps. But then Fleming... Only made Scott's uh, or uh, Bond's ancestry Scottish after Connery had played him in the movie. He went in uh. one of the novels and kind of I think he liked that, so he, he, he went retconned back. him. Yeah, he did. He sure did. And that's how you end up with uh, Sky Blues. The internet is the slowest fucking thing in the world. Bond, your Wi Fi is really <laughs> sketchy in this house. <laughs> Bud, you don't even have a TV in this house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Bud, why are all these bad guys shooting at your house? Oh, James. What did you say, you say, girl? After we spent all that time talking like Albert Finney, Gorley texted me last night that he started watching Foster Brooks clips online. <laughs> I did over and over. My God. I think he's the only comedian that has done one character his entire life that I never yeah, Anyone got. listening who doesn't know who that is, who I, I probably imagine is actually a lot of people. Yeah. He was... Uh, Probably best known for his uh, the Dean Martin roasts. He would he played a drunk character. Well, that's it. Better right? than anybody. And and it's broadly funny, but incredibly real. Just mm-hmm. Google Foster Brooks and pilot, and there's a sketch with Dean Martin that where I, he's an airline pilot. Yeah, yeah. I thought there was a Foster Foster Brooks unaired pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it's a biopic. I watched something too where he he must have done it like around two thousand. And because uh, he looked at 2003. Oh, shit. Wow. And he was. Because he looked old in those roasts. Yeah, yeah. And he's still doing that same character. So funny. Did you guys see? Uh, there was a thing on Reddit, completely unrelated. They did. Uh, they showed the uh, cast of Back to the Future. Yes. With their 30 year. Their makeup yep. from 85. So yep. their 85 oh, makeup. Wow. And they showed them currently. And yep. I've always said this about Tom, about Tom, particularly Tom Wilson. I, they fucking nailed the makeup. Yeah. Like, they look exactly like their characters really? do. Yeah. Is Tom Wilson Biff? Yeah. yeah. And he looks like that guy? He looks, he looks, Biff, 1985 Biff, looks like Tom Wilson now. Is yeah. he bald? No. Wasn't he bald? I'm thinking no. of the, no. like, bad future one. You're thinking of like uh, 1985B? No, it's not a comb over. Is it a comb over? I think it's thin. I don't yeah. know if it's a comb oh, maybe. Well, uh, Tom lucked out. He has a great head of hair. Oh, nice. So that all worked out. So does Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson, <laughs> god damn it. She was. She so has good. a great head of hair, of Ooh. Tom Wilson's Ooh. hair. <laughs> She'd scalp any actor she worked with. She's part Chockakee. <laughs> Chockakee. <laughs> uh, I can't find this. So, guys, guess what? We're going to talk about Skyfall starting now. Skyfall. All right, so Skyfall... Traditional cold open uh, of the James Bond movie, which became a tradition after Goldfinger, which mm-hmm. is the uh, opening that uh, is its own little adventure. Wait, from However, Russia with Love has a cold open. The little maze, the, the mask-pulling-off mustache guy. Yeah, but that's not James Bond on a fun cold open. Although oh, I, I guess it's James saying. Bond in disguise. Yeah. All right, we're going to argue semantics. But anyway. Pick a side, Steve. Steve? Steve. The right side. <laughs> oh, nicely done. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so we have, uh, we have, yeah, we have, uh, sorry, I got a text of uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Don't worry about it. Nice. (laughs) Now, some people had an issue with this film because it doesn't start with that classic gun barrel sequence, which none of the Daniel Craig ones have. But I would argue that this one gives you like a figurative one of those because he's not in focus. He comes forward in this like kind of... Uh, hallway, yeah. and he, his eyes come into focus, and he pulls his gun out, and you get a taste of it in a realistic way, which I kind of liked. Yeah, plus this movie, the way this movie ends is the way a James Bond movie should fucking start. Right. The movie ends with James Bond saying something to Money Penny, going into M's office, and being handed a case file. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We were talking about this last night, that yeah. we both <clears throat> want the next movie to be Bond going into the office, getting a mission, yeah, and, and, then, and then leaving. 
getting some stank on his hangdown. Yeah, maybe bring back uh, Sylvia Trench. Maybe yeah. uh, maybe have a little Sylvia Trench action. You're talking after the opening, the cold yeah, opening. Yeah yeah, right? yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I want his cold opening to be. I want it to be completely unrelated to what's happening in the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want it to happen, and I want the gun barrel to be there. Yeah. Now the end, yeah, that's my problem. Will. The I end of the end of Skyfall is the best, my favorite ending of a James Bond movie because it's sort of saying to you guys, you two particularly, <laughs> sorry about the way we did the other three movies. My bad. <laughs> Here now, here's a taste of what you'll get in the next movie, which is going to be a James Bond movie that follows the formula we've all come to know and love. Yeah. Now, do you give them credit for sort of changing the formula over the years, or do you sort of go, that's not really what we're into this for? Well, at times I think it's worked, but I will say, I'm going to say right now, Casino Royale, the Daniel Craig So good. It's my favorite James Bond movie. Mine too. He's now my favorite James Bond. Which is why I have such mixed feelings when I say I, I don't love this movie. Yeah. But I like where it leaves us. Yeah. Well, let's, 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 okay. So we talked about the gun barrel. Let's now jump back to the beginning where it does, we don't have a gun barrel. So here we are. We're following James Bond on a mission in uh, Turkey, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So uh, obviously the Grand Bazaar is going to play, uh, yeah. play a fun role yeah. in that. Uh, which we shall call the Grand Bazaar CG face replacement. Oh, this is where I this is where I have a problem. Can I just take a minute? Because Casino Royale puts Bond in the real world yep. and manages to deliver some real world humor that I think is really successful. Quantum of Solace goes too somber. Yeah, it do, it doesn't do it well. This one wants both, but I don't think it always succeeds. So my thinking is, don't do a motorcycle chase across rooftops if you have to do face replacement or don't what? like you don't because bond has always been known steve it's pretty simple stay with the realism of the yeah. motorcycle chase yeah. but then don't have don't do fucking, C- cg yeah. looking faces or look like they're wearing digital masks and stuff it just took me out also that didn't bother me at all okay this is the bullshit <laughs> uh the, when they get on top of the train and there's just a chain laying there for a fight you know, I wrote that down too. Yeah, it just loose bothers. chain. Yeah, it it feels very Roger Moore Bond or old Bond, but not not in the right way. And it just, I think, once you get to the point after the motor- motorcycle chase when he does that thing off the bridge, which is awesome, and he lands on the train and yeah. there's that backhoe that rips it apart, and he does the thing with the cuffs. That works really well. But the, I don't know. I'm all CG, for that. Yeah. It just throws me. Did you now? Here's another thing too. This this movie starts with M in James's ear. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I, I've come to find that this whole movie, James Bond is never really by himself. Yeah, he's exactly. always got something or someone in his ear. Yeah, someone's always—he's always got a sidekick, even when he gets to Scotland. And it's—is <laughs> there someone in? His, oh, you mean in real life? There's someone there with him. Yeah, he's just always got. It's like that last yeah. Indiana Jones movie with his father. Jones uh, doesn't do much. He doesn't do much himself. All these other people are doing things. He's just kind of along for the ride. Yeah, now you're talking about The Last Crusade, right? We're not. No, I'm talking We're about ignoring Crystal Skull. Geyser. I'm Skull. talking about Indiana Jones and the Crystal Geyser. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. Would have been better. Would I'd too. watch that. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, okay, so we don't know uh, We don't know what's happened with this uh, situation. James Bond is obviously, uh, he's doing, he's got a very modern uh, crime on his hands. He's looking for a hard drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I also love that he picks up the computer, which clearly doesn't have a hard drive in it, and shakes it. 
didn't know. She's like, are you sure the hard drive's missing? And it's like <laughs> torn apart. And he still lifts it up. It's like, yeah, I'm fucking sure. And he goes over to Ronson and shakes him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He runs, poor Ronson there uh, oh, uh, yeah. with a bullet in his chest. Very sad. Uh, now, Chase, uh, Chase and Sue's obviously with Turkish Bazaar. You got Money Penny driving a Land Rover. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't know it's Money Penny yet. Uh, there's an Audi, a Land Rover, a Volkswagen, and all of them are almost said by name, which just makes me annoyed because yeah. of just the product ridiculous amount of product placement yeah, that, is, Volkswagen that is, is in this movie. Yeah, uh, that's always been James Bond. I mean, <laughs> what's the earliest product placement? I suppose Smirnoff. Yeah, that's in that's in Doctor No. Very clear, right? And, and they, red stripe. And they drink, yeah, red stripe yeah. and Bollinger. Don't they have a Bollinger or is it Dom Perignon? It's Dom Perignon. Dom Perignon, yeah. 50, yeah. No, All right. But that's just a <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, so the uh, Gramsar chase I thought was fun. I didn't have a huge problem with the CG. Matt. I didn't. Okay, but. Yeah, I didn't either. Okay. Because I think they immediately make up for that with the fight on top of the train. Which is great. Which is fantastic. And they shot that. With fucking Daniel Craig on top of that train yeah. moving 40 miles an hour. I know. I got no complaints with that. That's awesome. So why couldn't they do Daniel Craig on a motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> I think they could have done it. I think he's a better skateboarder than he's a motorcyclist. <laughs> I don't know. It just really took me out of it because it looks so blurred like a CG thing. And now, just, let's, let's yeah. for a second, let's just talk about, okay, so... He's fighting this guy, trying to get this hard drive back. By the way, the hard drive looks nothing like any hard drive I've ever seen. No. Well, it looks like a VIP pass to a Creed concert. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> exactly what it looks like. Bond, I need those Creed tickets. <laughs> My daughter's thinking of going Christian. Oh, oh You're both blown up at the same time. McConville is boxing us. <laughs> all right. So the... Uh, all right. So she's try, he's trying to get, the, trying to get that back. <laughs> Money Penny takes the position to take take a shot uh-huh. to try and help uh, James Bond out, and uh, as we all know from I uh, believe in the trailer, yeah, even well, uh, we should mention that he already gets shot by this ass- this assassin Patrice. Yes, yeah, he gets shot in the shoulder while yeah. he's in the tractor. Yeah, and the logistics of this gun wound, yeah, is interesting because you well, see tell that, me about it. Well, you see him dig that bullet out later. Yes, but you there's no mention of this. Money penny bullet that puts him over the bridge. Oh, went through him. He says that. Does he? Yeah. When does he say that? Uh, in the scene where they first meet back up with each other in MI6. And what does he say? A uh, couple ah. of ri- couple of ribs, uh, no vital organs. Okay. So I mean, that I, that would lead I'm me to believe with. that that high powered rifle would have gone through him. Steve, what do you I think? I also rifles? thought the pistol bullet had gone through him because, be- he's got a because there's, a, yeah. there's blood on the back of his shoulder blade. I guess because what he pulls out are kind of like shards and shrapnel. Right? Yeah. And yeah. that gun is meant to kind of, the bullet dissipates a bit. Yeah. I guess. All right. We, well, we, we saved you, Skyfall. <laughs> By the way, how terrifying is it when uh, Patrice gets out of the Audi and points that handgun at him with two fucking Tommy gun-sized... Drum magazine. Drum yeah. magazine. And, and has the most indifferent look on his face. Ever since the Bourne movies, your assassins have to have no Dead eyes. Yeah. yeah. And Bond does to a certain extent, too. Like, he'll throw his cell phone or his gun whenever he's done, and there's just no ceremony. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of just 
unhappiness it's, in this it's movie. It's in vogue. Not as much as Quantum of Solace, but... Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about this. Uh, Money Penny takes the uh, shot. Do you think that uh, she uh, she should have done that? Yeah, we wouldn't have a movie. Mm. Well, mm. she had to, right? I mean, she had to. I don't know why she didn't just shoot him in the leg. Hmm. The, their legs were clearly separated. That's tough. I liked it. I like this whole thing. I like it starts with him dying, you know? Basically, that the fall into the water is it's, beautiful. That see, is they crazy. They can do this. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> but they don't CG f- face replacement. But if he was on a motorcycle falling, it I'm wouldn't just work. Just saying, they could have shot it in such a way. <laughs> no, but that uh, that fall is very. You're like oh, back flops yeah. into the, yeah, the river, just down. Worst posture, just down. Matt was <laughs> Gorley was really obsessed with people's postures <laughs> because Ray Fiennes has the best <laughs> character posture. I'm sh- I'm certain he's chosen this posture for Mallory, where he puts his hands in his pockets and puts his shoulders back, and I just love it. Gareth Mallory, our new M, uh, we meet uh, shortly after this. So okay, uh, when you're first seeing this movie, guys, that you, when you first saw the movie and you and you see James Bond take that shot and then drop into the water, what are your thoughts? Seen it in the trailer about 93 times. Well, even if it wasn't in the trailer, you know he's not going to be dead because he's James Bond and it's Yeah, the stakes, the stakes are, I feel like the stakes are very low for that kind of a thing. Yeah, it should, it should have been more intense or something. I don't know. Well, I think they did a great job of making it super intense as far as like how they shot it and the fact that he falls in the water. So, and that shot of him going over the waterfall. Mannequin. A beautiful mannequin. Yeah. That's but, the mannequin they should have put on the motorcycle. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad you're with me. I like. I love the sequence. The I love the whole idea of the sequence. The way it's executed, except for those minor details, is is good. It really kicks you into the movie. Okay, then we get to the Academy Award winning song, right, Skyfall. That's right. By Adele. Yeah. Adele. I'm a fan. I like it. I like the song too. Who directed this movie, by the way? Sam, Sam Mendes. Oh, he's doing the next oh, wow. one too. In fact, they're postponing it a year, so he'll do it. Which hmm. I think is ridiculous do you yeah. yeah i don't think that you need sam mendes to do the next james bond movie i think there are enough people out there that can handle a james bond movie i'm gonna go into some deep territory here. oh boy here we go because steve buckling my issues with this movie steve's already sleeping <laughs> about the the spy story the characters and the execution of the film the direction i think is fantastic but the actual spy story about being one step ahead of everything and planning getting caught, very Dark Knight, you know, it's very mm-hmm. obviously influenced yeah. by the Dark Knight. It it's, doesn't work for me. But these two writers that have been writing these Bond films all the way since, what, uh, The World Is Not Enough? Since or, The World Is Not Enough, yeah. I, I suspect are the problem, because I'm not a fan of any of these Brosnan movies. Then Casino Royale is amazing, but Paul Haggis works with them. Quantum of Solace is just okay, but Paul Haggis has said that the writer strike came along and he was able to do very little work on that. Yeah, which that ended up getting sort of written by Daniel Craig and right. the director. Yeah, wow. and then uh, Skyfall comes along. John Logan works with Purvis and Wade. And yeah, I, I gather he's the one responsible for the good stuff in this movie, though it gets a little Aaron Sorkin. This is a very interesting. This and is I'm, an interesting. Take. They're gone next movie, and we will see what just John Logan is going to do. Oh, you're shitting no, me. No, they quit. Well, they oh, moved on. God, thank you. And so now it's just John Logan. In fact, he's writing the next two, and I believe the treatments are already done for the next two, and he developed them with Sam Mendes. So I'm hoping that we're going to get something 
a little bit more. Well, here's what I'm. Here's what I. Here's what I think. Here's what I think you do with that situation. You take your Sam Mendes uh, and John Logan story, mm-hmm. and you hand it to I don't know Martin Campbell. Oh, he probably wouldn't come back. I'd love it though. Martin Campbell, I think uh, two two of I think two of the better James Bond movies were directed by Martin yeah. Campbell. The best one, Which one, Casino Royale, yeah, great, and Pierce Brosnan's first one, Goldeneye. Yeah, the best. Yeah, I like, I love Maybe that. he's now. Maybe they're going to sort of use Martin Campbell as the okay. We have a new Bond. Maybe show show him to the world. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I hope they do that. Mm. Martin Campbell, by the they're, way, the next Bond is a new. No, new no, no, no. It's two more. No. He's got it two is Daniel more. Craig. Right, he's got yeah. two more movies. Yeah. Cool. Uh, but Martin Campbell also directed The Green Lantern. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> oh. my bad. <laughs> so bad. Uh, this this opening sequence mm-hmm. uh, of this movie, the rather the, uh, the 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 credit montage. Yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah, it had it's to good. grow on me a little bit, but I'm a fan. What is your favorite credit montage? Oh, Christ! And Steve, I, think I want you I, thinking of an well, answer. Well, I I am absolutely in love with those. Morris Binder ones, the just the optical girls dancing around. Yeah, I know you can't really get away with that anymore. So it's so like it's the Spy Who time. Loved Me kind of. Yeah, those are just amazing. But I love Casino Royale. I love that playing card motif opening sequence. Yeah, that's a little, but that's a little too computery for me. Even. Okay, I'm out of here. All right. All right. I don't remember. I mean, I don't. The only one that I think even remotely sticks in my head is for some reason for your eyes only. Because Sheena Easton's like yeah. the first thing you see. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. A, yeah. That one's good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, take the contrarian oh. standpoint on this. You can sure. Quantum of Souls? No. License to Kill? No. Beaver Jim? Tomorrow Never Dies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that one. <laughs> I don't remember it either. That's the one that's all uh, X-ray. Oh yeah, all right. With I don't the uh, it. With the bullets going in the wall there. That's I think that stuff's cool. I also enjoy that song quite a bit. I'm not ashamed to admit. Who did that song? Cheryl Crow. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So that's what I'm going to say about that. I love this opening titles when you get to that blood jellyfish thing. Yeah, when you get to that sort of like it looks like blood vessels. But you know what I noticed? It's a callback or a call forward to the map of the tube on the computer screen. Yeah. And so he's oh, using yeah. all sorts of imagery from the film. That that skull with the tombstone teeth. Is Matt amazing. really picked up a lot of stuff. Yeah, in, uh, we had to go back and look yeah. at it. Yeah. For instance, yeah. tell them your latest discovery from the Skyfall opening. From the opening? Mm-hmm. Yes, your latest song discovery. Oh. The chair. The chair. There's this brief flash during the bridge where there's a guy in a chair being tortured his head's kind of tied back, and that Silva being tortured by the by the Chinese guys. <laughs> you see what he does? This yeah. guy's amazing. Oh, I'm the I'm the Rain Man of Bond. He really is. Yeah. Uh, huh. So okay, the movie then starts. You know, okay. So we're out of the we're out of the credits. Beautiful Skyfall, great. You got a little nod to gold, uh, the man with the golden gun, with him shooting the mirrors and stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah. you're a little bit of a rainbow yourself. That's why we found each other. (laughs) Uh, So you have that. Uh, Then sort of the movie starts. Here's the here's the big here's the big plot of the movie, Steve. Here's what's happening. There's a there's a list for some reason. Yep. Someone decided to put a list out. It's not really a bucket list, is it? Yeah, it's, it's a just list a agents. list of agents. Yeah. It doesn't and seem like a good idea. Yeah, it's a list yeah. of agents' real names. Why would that exist? Their Talk cover names and where they're embedded. Yeah. It's basically a... Steal this. It's it the, be just no, it's the knock list. 
It's the list from Mission Impossible, the movie oh, Mission yeah. Impossible. Right. It's exactly yeah. what yes. Tom Cruise is looking yes. for. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's a list of agents and where they're embedded. Right. Uh, and the big plan of this uh, Silva character, obviously the larger plan is for him to get revenge on M. But... Villain with a catchphrase. But the I think the... the the na- the list as far as we don't know who this guy is. This guy's doing something terrible. His his plan is to release things on YouTube. <laughs> yep, basically <laughs> his big plan without saying YouTube is to start his own YouTube channel on I the think web. Clearly, oh yeah, they say on the web. They don't say on YouTube. They it's say true. on the web. Uh, how intriguing did you find the the the, the initial plot? I, that's the thing is I don't. I find it to be ordinary and unbelievable for how realistic this movie tries to be. Right. And, and I just don't fit, feel like they fit. So you don't think that a uh, a, a list of agents That's would exist and then end up on a laptop in Turkey? I didn't have a huge problem with that. Yeah. It's just not an exciting MacGuffin. And if you're going to go... F- like uh, just all of that thinking, eighty steps ahead that Silva does, just I just don't buy it. Especially when he blows up the train and just happens to be in the right spot. It takes oh, me out so, of the movie. A little. That's so ridiculous. Yeah, I like to think that that was a happy accident on his part that he Maybe. meant to blow up that part of the wall, but I don't know. He didn't know there was a train coming. Uh, okay, so James is on a beach having a good time uh, while uh, some shit's going down. Wolf Blitzer lets him know. Yeah, but we're forgetting the happening. goddamn CG scorpion on his hand. This would not have been CG oh, yeah. in another Bond movie. Yeah, I didn't know that was CG until really? like the third or fourth time do I, I watched it. Do I just have it. like a, a... You have a CG ama- detector. I do. I have, I have Wigdar and CG detector. Wigdar? Wigdar. Oh, yeah. Tell us about your Wigdar. I can just tell if anybody's wearing a wig. Hands down. Connery is wearing a wig except in the first two movies. Oh, yeah. 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 But even more, I'm gifted. You're, I'm not. I'm not huh. impressed with your Wigdar so far. Well, just throw anything at me. That's the thing. You've got to test me. Uh, Shatner. Oh, come on. Wigged, of course. You think that's a wig. I don't think it's a wig. Oh, it's absolutely a wig. I don't think absolutely. it's a wig. Absolutely. It's a good one. Do you think William Shatner has a rug, Steve Aiden? I think so. He's known to have a rug. Yeah, I know, but I feel like it's one of those gerbil in the ass stories. No, 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 because look at the original Star Trek. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, it's so far great. I'm enjoying it right that. now, I'm... rewatching it all. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, that's oh, great. That's nice. Oh my god! Just yeah. got to the enemy within, which is not uh, his and best acting. We'll, but anyway, we'll talk about no. This. But I think like in Star Trek Four, he's swimming underneath the water with the whales. That's okay. His hair's moving freely. I have a very good friend that has an unbelievable wig, dar. wig, and I've been in the ocean with him, and you still can't tell. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> <laughs> Paul F. Tompkins is unmistakably. Wonderfully real lush hair, just thick, yeah, yeah. luscious hair. Yeah. Uh, Steve, anything about the, I want from your point of view, anything bother you uh, particularly about this movie? Yeah, Wiggy. I, I uh, I'm up there with the, the plot, the, the list. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, oh, that's it's kind of lazy. Yeah, it felt yeah. really kind of like, uh, let's just have all the agents be on a list, and uh, <laughs> it would be really damaging if somebody found. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like what they want to get at is this character story, which I think is really successful. But that they went, well, we don't need to worry about the rest. When yeah. If they would have fleshed that out a bit more and made it more realistic, they would have had a real winner. <laughs> I mean, they seemingly did have a winner. It made over a billion dollars, yeah, right? It made yeah. a billion. It's in the top ten highest-grossing films. It's the highest-grossing film ever in England. 
what Skyfall it, is? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It made a crazy I jump. I know, you wouldn't think, but it, it, yeah. It made, it, yeah, it made like Avengers money. Uh-huh. Skyfall made Avengers Because it was money. big here, but internationally, I think Bond is a lot bigger than he is here in the States, you know? Well, I just feel like we're deprived because we don't get to see it, you know, until three days after England gets it. It used to be we'd get it first. Yeah. I know. Boy, boy, we have lost our status yeah, in the world. Cubby Broccoli. In our, in our Bond movies, he, we've lost our status. He gave it to, why'd you give it to Barbara? She moved everything out there. I want to say one thing about coming into the title sequence. So Bond falls into the river, and you hear the, the like babbling of the river, and mm-hmm. then it cuts to the rain in M's office, and that takes you into the title sequence. That's some nice stuff. <laughs> you <laughs> pretty good, huh? <laughs> Such a stony thing to say. Didn't you reverse it? Didn't you? Didn't it go the other way? D- uh, what? No. Rain Either and way, then babbling brook. Let's hold hands. Yeah. All right. Uh, so okay, Skyfall. I think everyone. I think the world sort of uh, was so ready to uh, like this movie. Yeah. I think part of it being Sam Mendes directing it. Yeah. Deacons mm. shot the shit out Holy of it. Holy crap. Beautiful. It's the best looking Bond film, hands down. Maybe one of the better. Lo- he didn't win the Academy Award. For I was so stunned what, by that. One? The fucking Life of Pi, which is all done in a goddamn computer. Yeah. That's no good. Guys, let's, let's just boycott the Oscars. We're not going ever, okay? Let's boycott movies. <laughs> We're boycotting all movies. This is the first Bond film shot digitally, too. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. This is the first movie I've ever seen. <laughs> this is you? amazing. Uh, the only movie I've ever seen. So my big complaint: the last two James Bond movies has been uh, no Q. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did it. They brought him back. And Money Penny. No Q. I didn't really care about there being no Money Penny. No, I, like I was it. not. I, Samantha Bond never appeared attractive to me. Samantha Bond She's is a, well, is Money Penny in the Brosnan. I think because Money Penny's not supposed to be. She's supposed to be attractive, but ple- just sort of I'm an all-American English girl. Uh, <laughs> an all-American English girl. Uh, Daniel Craig, I feel like, looks bored through half of this movie. Interesting. I think Interesting. he looks. I really? think he looks bored. I think Judy Dench puts on the fucking performance of a lifetime. She's right. great. She's so good in this movie. So, do you think that's the actor Daniel Craig or the character Daniel? I think it's Bond. I think it's either really incredible acting i don't think he's phoning it in i never get that sense i think he's really into these i think it's just the script and the situations yeah, he's yeah. in don't call for a lot of acting you know he's it's... supposed to be uh downtrodden and given up you, you know don't you think did he give up yeah well, he, I guess did, cause he did because he, he bailed he was just drinking and taking pain pills and giving scorpions a hand ride so the only thing he was hand ride a wrist ride oh jesus uh, the only thing, so, I mean, that's, but that's what he does normally. That's what he does in his normal everyday life. I suppose. Minus the scorpion situation. I will say that scene where he does the word association thing with the psychotherapist, I think his acting in that is brilliant because he's so subtly, each time he gets a word, he's thinking, fuck, I got to play this game and here's how I'm going to twist it to, to take the piss out of this guy. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so good. I think that's one of the best scenes in the movie. I, I'll just say it right here, guys. Your favorite scene in the movie, Steve? See you later, assholes. <laughs> um, I like I love the ending, like the uh, you know the whole shootout at Skyfall was. You really of, you liked the I, Home Alone I, I ending? Yeah, I loved it. A lot of the internet uh, was up in arms about the fact I, that it was the plot of Home Alone and Straw Dogs. <laughs> it feels weird at first, but it it feels very different for a Bond film, but in a good way. Yeah, that's the stuff that's like change that good, but don't. 
But there's so many nods to the 50-year history of James Bond yeah, that, that happened many. in this movie. One too many. And I think that they're, they're so... I think when they're breaking this story, the writers, I think they got so excited about the possibility of putting him somewhere that would be like 1962, mm-hmm. that they came up with this idea of let's put him in this house in the middle of Scotland with no uh, help whatsoever. But this is very Fleming. A lot of Fleming books end with him at the end of his rope, almost dying. There's a girl or someone with him that he's got to protect, and he has to just kill these people. There's no gimmick to it or technique. Yes, but that, like that, that. works for me. That works for me in the exotic locations mm. that, that Ian Fleming will set something. You don't like Scotland, Scottish Highlands? Here's, the pro- here's my problem with Scotland. Yeah. It's attached to England. His entire force... Is just can, sitting. Can get out there. Yeah. Twenty five minutes plane ride away. Right. Just That's like not doing yeah. anything. Yeah. Just waiting. No one's listening. For some reason, there is a time at MI six when it's completely empty except for Q and Roberts having a couple of Heineken. Yeah. Just yeah. hanging out. Just tossing back a couple of green beers. This is also another problem with this film is that. Mallory comes in and ostensibly says, let Bond do what he wants to do. I don't care that M's in grave danger. Yeah. We'll trust Bond because he gave him a little wink in the courtroom. Yeah. But, okay, so Bond is a trustworthy, he's an effective guy. Yeah. But at the same time, look what happens in this movie. The whole thing is Silva wants to kill M. Mm-hmm. He succeeds. Yeah. Uh, peop- a lot of people die. Yeah. The list still never gets recovered. Right. The- everything's a failure. Well... <laughs> that's a, that's, a, that's ironic. Fails in this. I've, I've never really thought about it like that. But yeah. Silva literally succeeds in every point of his plan. The only thing he, he wants to get, die, he M wants to die. He just he didn't get, get to, to watch her yeah. die. Yeah. yeah, that was the only. That's the only thing. But, and, he, and he's just mildly frustrated at that as he's going out. But he still wins. By the way, favorite favorite death ever. That's pretty good. I think I like Christopher Walken smiling as he goes off the bridge. Yeah, that little laugh, like. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's. I mean, that, that's very interesting that you say that. He's the most successful. We can't play our game. How would the Bond villain have succeeded? Because he basically Because he did. succeeded. Unless, I mean, you have to say, he, he didn't want to just kill M. He wanted to meet her again first. So that's yeah. how you justify him getting caught. Yeah. But once that happens... Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know There's either. some other thing I wrote down that he Did they fuck? do... Oh yeah, did they fuck? Uh, let's, That's a great it's time game. for did they, they fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Money Penny and James Bond. Did they fuck? Steve. Yeah. Matt never thought they did until watching it this time because when they're in the casino and he she's just really grilling them in a way that like tells me something happened with them. All right, guys. Yeah. I think uh, hand job. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Only in the butt, because she, it's, she because he says it because it's he says it's amazing what you can do with an extra set of hands. That's true. Oh. So I'm thinking he just got a handy, uh, or he gave it to her because also in Casino Royale he makes a finger banging joke. Remember? He does. Well, I, yeah, I, I my, little, do with my finger. little finger. Yeah. Oh my. Here, here I wrote this down. Bond loses two homes. He's dead. <laughs> they sell his MI6 sells his home and puts his shit in storage. Right. Then he loses his ancestral family manor yep. in Scotland. M dies. Ronson, other field agents, Hussein, yep. um, an innocent sex woman dies. 
an innocent sex woman. No woman is sex woman People, is innocent. Now, as a God fearing Christian, I believe no sex woman is innocent. Yeah. Uh, people, all sorts of cops in the in the courtroom die. People probably in the tube. There's a huge explosion in the tube. Yeah. There's a lot. A, like, there's some major collateral damage for no real gain in this movie. Which I think is an interesting take, but I also feel like that wasn't what they intended to do with this movie. That just got left by the wayside because they didn't care much about the spy story of it all. So you're, you're saying the collateral damage in this movie, much like the... Uh, you guys both see Man of Steel? Yeah. No. There's a lot of collateral damage in that, too. Right. Yeah. Just buildings and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, that's a little bit more obvious. Right. But you just... You never really think about the collateral damage in a James Bond movie for some no. reason. I think he's usually more... You're Precise. Not, you're not intended to either, but when a movie puts it into such a realistic spectrum like this, yeah. you, I start thinking about it. What do you think that is with movies that are just trying now so to be so grounded in reality? Do you think that it's like after 9-11, the world is like, well, we can take this. Now it we can take sense. it. It makes sense. I mean, I love that about Casino Royale, but I think you can go too far, and I think this one has a tougher time with it. Because they also go into like jumping on Komodo dragons and... Which I love. Yeah, I like the I, I like the Komodo dragon. The Komodo yeah, dragon. It, it felt classic Bond in a good way. Yeah, it yeah, felt yeah. very Roger Mori. Yeah, yeah. And that look that James gives the camera, that Daniel Craig gives yeah. the like that that just look of surprise. And also when he's trying to point out the the Komodo dragon yeah, to yeah. the henchman. Yeah, I just thought that was yeah, such that was a funny. such a Roger Moore esque thing to do, which I appreciated quite a bit. Yeah. And the uh, so that whole scene, that whole. That whole scene at the uh, at the at the casino in Macau. I, love, I assume it's Macau. I, this looks beautiful. Is, I yeah. love it. I love it. It's yeah, it's shot beautifully. I also the conversation between uh, sex woman and James. <laughs> and it's I think this woman. may be my actual favorite. Scene, oh, now scene. you're changing it. Well, I never said that was my favorite. You guys. <laughs> you said one of. Right. All right. One of them. Fine. Thanks, man. So your favorite. So one of your other favorite scenes. Oh no, you said it might be my favorite. Yeah, it right. might be until I reveal that this one is. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you think, uh, Matt Gourley. I just, I just, I think that uh, Berenice Marlowe is yep. her name. I think she's underrated in this movie. She doesn't get mentioned much, and I think she plays exactly what he's picking up very well. So much so that you recognize it, but you don't really think anything about it. Then when he says it, you go, yeah, she is really afraid right now. I thought she did a wonderful job. <laughs> you think it's a Logan scene? Yeah, I'm almost positive because <clears throat> there are these, you know how they have the action set pieces throughout yeah. the movie? They have these Aaron Sorkin-esque scenes throughout the movie. So the first one is um, probably the word association, then Q in the museum, yeah. and then Sex Woman. Yeah. And then... Um, <laughs> <laughs> sex woman uh, there's another one I can't remember what it is but the, the, when I say Sorkin I mean the way I think of Sorkin dialogue is like uh, the newsroom is that's a, the, an exchange that would only happen if every character had two days to think about I wish I would have said this yes and so there's it's a little too glib it's that's a little exactly too polished right. but in the this one's a little bit more subtle in this movie and I, I, I like it um, what I always said what I always say about the newsroom is it's a uh, it's like uh, you get to find out what Aaron Sorkin thinks about current events without having to do cocaine with him. <laughs> yeah. Which is the the better choice, yeah. I think. Uh, so yeah, no, I I I like this the the I like the dialogue in this movie. Yeah. You, and you think about too. it too, which is something I had never thought about until I read an interview with Daniel Craig. Uh, Might have been the Rolling Stone piece, but you, I never thought about how little James Bond ever says. Yeah. 
I think the dialogue works in this film also is huge credit to the actors. They underplay it. They they make it believable. I think in a lesser actor's hands, it would seem a little too much. Yeah. It works. Yeah. You don't think Pierce Brosnan could have handled this movie? I don't. As you know, I'm not a huge Pierce Brosnan fan. Timothy Dalton? Yeah, maybe. Dalton could have handled it. I think yeah, Dalton could have handled it. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. Dalton gets... It gets very dark. License to Kill gets very dark. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, but we'll get to that in a yeah. few weeks. We'll get to that our, with our special guest, Robert Davi. <laughs> I'm trying to get him. Fuck, dude. <laughs> well, we'll talk about my Robert Davi story at some point. All at right. least I'll save it for that podcast. All right. Yeah. All right. Mm. Uh, mm. So the other thing, too. Okay. The Macau scene, uh, I loved it. The Singapore... Wait, we haven't even talked about this, the uh, skyscraper fight. That's what I was just going to talk about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I the apologize. skyscraper oh. fight... Uh, awesome. My let's, favorite let's scene. Let's talk about movie. that. Wait a minute. <laughs> one, of, one, one of one of one of Matt's favorite scenes in the movie. For a movie I hated, I sure loved uh, it. I didn't hate it. Okay, so this is James fresh off of uh, a month or so in the islands fucking and drinking and scorpion hand jobbing. <laughs> Failed his agency equivalency test. Yeah. yeah. Hard style. <clears throat> didn't know it. Couldn't. Could not. Do you really? I don't. I don't know that I would ever believe that James Bond would be that bad a shot. I, I the only physically maybe because he's got that shoulder wound and he can't. But that's the other thing. He pulls that bullet out and oh, there are three people in the world that use this yeah. bullet. Come on, Purvis. Yeah, I'm thinking. Yeah, it's one of those. We gotta. Guys. We gotta get to the bottom of that. We really I wish do. We could know. Uh, but the okay. So that that scene on top of that skyscraper. First of all, <laughs> the the. The elevator, him jumping on that elevator, yeah. the way they shot that and did that, that was so, for me, that was so tense and so perfect. Parkoured his ass right up to the bottom of that yeah, moving elevator. Yeah, sure did. That's, and, and so there, I think, is some green screening and some CG that works. Oh, you're shitting me. No, I am. It worked? <laughs> Why, was it one shot of from his face to him running and jumping on that? No, but just the shot of him holding on from shooting from above and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. below. It, it works. It's believable. It's real. Now... I th- I like Patrice quite a bit. Yeah, I think he's good. Patrice, seemingly to me, I I I think of him when I watch the movie. I think of him as the bad guy's James Bond. Yeah. He's Numi Rapace's ex-husband, the girl with the dragon tattoo. The original. No, uh, yeah, his name is Ula Rapace. Ooh la la. Ooh la Rapace. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ooh la la. Uh-huh. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right, so it, it, <laughs> yeah, the intricacies of that uh, that fucking shot, that that whole scene looked incredibly oh, complicated to it. a shoot, b edit. You're talking about the silhouette fight, the silhouette fight oh. with the with the with the giant video screens in the background, the jellyfish. They got we'll just call it the going. jellyfish it, fight. It, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all one shot, slowly zooming in. The guy's about to fall out. He pulls him back up by his gun. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's it's it's. Really top notch. We give yeah. A plus to that fight. Oh, we're gonna grade these fights, okay? I like I like the silhouette fights. They, oh, yeah, a plus like, to that fight. I wrote it oh, down. Yeah. We're giving so it, good. We're giving yeah. that fight an A plus. Uh, it's a fight ballet, you guys. <laughs> ballet. <laughs> do you? Yes. Do you think that uh, Silva? Let's okay. So okay. Silva, the man with the plan. Let's, we haven't met him. Thinks fifty five thousand steps ahead of everybody else, mm-hmm. right? Do you think it was his plan for James Bond to enter the story at no, that point? No, I don't. I, I don't think he ever planned for him to enter. Really? I think only when he gets comes to the island does he factor him in. I disagree. Re- well, this is over. Because his, 
his his he has his uh, test results. He has his uh-huh. photograph pulled up on the computer. He has information about him. Granted, it might be a long boat ride, and it takes him no time to. I think do it's that. All, it's as simple as when they come to the island. And he goes, "Who do we got here?" It's this James Bond character. All right, let me bring it up up in my penthouse apartment on this abandoned island, and then I'll come down the elevator when I'm done. <laughs> I'll deliver <laughs> and do the longest walking long, monologue ever. Yeah. That's Sorkin-esque. We talked about this. This set was built with the size in mind that he could deliver that monologue in one take and walk from elevator to Bond. Which he does. They, yeah. I, I think they should have made the set longer, know, though, so he could have sh- walked faster. He's shuffling. He's literally <laughs> shuffling. <laughs> boop, boop. Bop, 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 bop. Instead of on. I do love that he calls him Mr. Bond. That's very Coconut. classic Bond. Do you that? Eat the coconut. It is weird, though, that a fellow agent would call him Mr. Bond though, instead of yeah, that's true. 007. Uh, also, by the way, we they semi-establish the fact that agents get their names changed by oh, the fact that he's, he's Silvio Tiago. and he's actually Tiago Rodriguez. Oh, yeah. But we know now that that's not the case with Bond. Some people have this question, is Bond just a code name that a new person takes right. for 007? Right. Though they kind of make it seem that way in her, on Her Majesty's Secret Service because he goes, I bet this never happened to the other fella. But that was just more breaking of the fourth wall. Yeah, that Talk was the, the uh, uh, worst moment in the history of James Probably. Bond? Probably. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, James Bond is a man named James Bond who is Agent 007. <laughs> fuckers <laughs> thanks for clarifying james bond visits his man. wife's grave mm-hmm. in for your eyes for only. your eyes only yeah. uh his wife of course james bond's wife uh, born in 1939 Jesus. <laughs> wow he was 30 when he married her but she was 68 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of floating timeline a la the Simpsons situation mm-hmm. happening there every time he imagines his childhood it's either the uh, 70s the 80s the grunge era yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's when Marge and Homer met whenever it's appropriate for yeah. the kids to be 10 years old uh, so we're coming into the area because Marge if I'm uh, this is totally unrelated this is a Simpsons discussion right now if you think about the fact that Marge is pregnant when they get married right yeah so uh, they they seemingly date for maybe, let's say they date for a, a year before that. Okay. Okay? That means that now if the Simpsons flashback, they are flashing back to 2002. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Hmm. Hmm. Everybody sit on that. Okay. Think about that for a little while. I gotta Bart go. was born after 9-11. <laughs> Jesus. Uh Okay, so that that's that fight scene is is fantastic. The uh, training montage or the oh, let's talk about let's talk about new MI six. Let's talk about the, the underground, the Avengers music cue, followed by the reveal of underground MI six. Okay, what am I supposed to be feeling as an audience member at that point? The they the grandeur with which they reveal. Mm. Uh, just a room with people working. <laughs> I never like, thought no, about it that way. It was we, it, it was weird. The, the music you think is I think it was a weird music cue. Mm. Yeah, I, this will segue me into. I'm not a fan of the score. I feel like it's way too influenced by Hans Zimmer and that that rhythmic type mm-hmm. of thing. And I always think of Bond things as very melodic. I just love John Barry. Do you think they wanted Chris Nolan to direct this, and they just settled for Sam Mendes? I know they want him, but I, I'm not necessarily. But I know Sam Mendes loves Thomas Newman, and I normally do too. Yeah. But I think 
obviously Sam Mendes brought in Newman with him, but I think David Arnold is a better Bond composer. I don't know if I can agree with this. Well, well, actually, yeah, giving the one example we have right now of, yeah. of Thomas Newman, it's, I, it's I not can agree bad. It just doesn't feel very Bond. It only feels Bond when he goes into the orchestrated kind of melodic stuff, like he works Skyfall in at one point. Yeah, but I I love the Bond movies where the composer works with the person that does the song, so that the the theme of the song gets worked in, like View mm-hmm. and Kill and stuff. Yeah, and you only get it briefly in here because the, whenever they finish the song, he was probably mostly done with the score. Yeah, and uh, could only get it in once. Mm-hmm. But we we live on, man. Yeah. We live on. So we go to MI six mm-hmm. where uh, James is being reevaluated. Uh, there is a random old English gentleman with a clipboard that does nothing Just except stand stare. in the I same told spot. told you I have a theory about this. Go ahead. In uh, like three of the Roger Moore films when he goes to Q's lab, there's a, I can't remember a character name, but they name check him at one point. And he's played by Jerry, Jeremy Bullock, the guy that plays Boba Fett. And he, this guy looks like that guy. And I think they're just, I think they're going back a little. I think, I think the character's name is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Brivel. <laughs> Mike Brivel. <laughs> Mike Brivel. Yeah, I think I look. I think honest to God, I think that character's name is Mike Brivel. This <laughs> 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 old proper British man named Mike Brivel. <laughs> and of course, he's our head of ballistics, Mike Brivel. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Michael, Ooh. just Mike. The... With a Y. <laughs> no British person has ever been My named Mike. My parents conceived me on a trip to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, state your name for the court. <laughs> My name is Brivel. First name, please. Mike. Oh, God. <laughs> do, do, I have to, do I have to say my first name? <laughs> it's Michael Brivel. No, no exactly. it's Mike. Just Mike. Can I see your birth certificate? Yes, you may. Oh, look at it. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Mike Brivel. Thank you and good day. <laughs> Uh, so MI6 we're seeing uh, James Bond uh, not quite not quite up to what he has ahead of him he's in rough mm. shape rough he's, shape. Uh, he's uh, seen better days the he's, bags under the bags under the bags yeah. of his eyes he's getting a uh, an update from Tanner this is this thing that I was trying to figure out last night it's this uh, dramatic uh, device where you get an expositionary monologue that is continuous but it is sp- Split up between scenes that are not continuous. Did you figure out what it's called? I don't. I will call it the Mike. Uh, the Mike Brimble. Mike Brimble <laughs> speech. The Brim Hell speech. I'm sure someone. If you're at yeah. home and you're a Tweeted screenwriting in. student yeah. or a professional screenwriter, and you know better than Matt and I, who actually write things for a living, uh, please send us. <laughs> yeah, an ongoing monologue <laughs> that happens in different places that continues in different places at different times yeah it, it's it's not a realistic it's like convention. a montage monologue yeah. yeah but there's no break in the in the speech but break in the action yeah it'd be like if uh, you and I were talking and we left here and I said so like I was saying before with except you wouldn't even say so like I was saying you would just continue right on right. like the next well, sentence well, they've cut out I feel like they've yeah. cut out so like I right. was saying right so I says to M I says <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. M doesn't let James Bond. I'm, uh, we're jumping a sort of a little bit back and forth a, a, a bit. Uh, James Bond arriving in M's uh, apartment. John Barry's old apartment. John Barry's old exterior. That's where it was shot. Yeah, yeah. Not the interior. Okay. Uh, Sorry. D- why? Why won't she let him stay? Seriously, she's she's needlessly cold. I know it's a cruel to be kind sort yeah. of thing. That's her thing. Yeah. 
But come on, lady. Just I mean, let him crash. You're on the, the one that got him killed. You kind of owe him yeah. that. You sold his home. You sold his home. You, for some reason, didn't sell the five million pound Aston Martin. Yeah. Well, they put his stuff into storage. They said. Yeah. Because I think they own the home or something. I don't know, but. He clearly has mommy issues, which I like. Like, he really, really does want her approval. You can yeah. tell. That's kind of nice. Is this, whole, is this whole story just about mommy issues? Is this, <laughs> is really this is. sort of like a, him, you, like, is he, is James finally coping with the death of his mother? Probably. I mean, they've been, it's been said that this movie doesn't really have a Bond girl, that M is kind of the Bond girl in this movie. Mm. Mm. Oh, really? What happened to Sex Lady? <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's dry heaving. She's dry heaving. Even though we all said last night we'd fuck Judy Dench. Yeah. <laughs> at, at once. But yeah. just to say that yeah, we would. Just yeah, like, done I mean, but, you know. No, you signed up. <laughs> I got thirds. <laughs> so I really wanted uh, to sting. I, I call thirsty thirds. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the larger, I guess... You know what? If we look at it like that, if we look at it like James is sort of the whole the whole story is him dealing with the loss, finally of his parents. After after he dies, he can finally deal with his parents' death. Yeah, is that what we're saying? Sure. Are we giving the screenwriters more credit than they deserve? Well, I think they're they're going for some <coughs> lofty stuff, so I think it's fair. Okay, uh, let's let's break this down. Okay, uh, James goes to the island. Where he encounters Silva for the first time, mm-hmm. we see the lar- the very long walk and talk, and we meet what I think is uh, one of the more likable and intriguing Bond villains we've seen in a long time, with maybe the worst plan, but also is the most successful of yes. any Bond villain right. ever. Yeah. And may- short of Blofeld killing his wife. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I think he's a great. This is a great performance. I think he's yeah. He's really. He's really good, Javier Bardem, at uh, everything I've ever seen him do. Mm-hmm. And this is no exception. And uh, so we meet Sex Lady who's tied up outside. <laughs> yeah. Severine. Now, having... Ha- I, here's the thing. This guy... Now, Silva has seen James Bond's accuracy tests scores and then devises this plan, right? Oh, yeah. That's, because there's no that, way yeah. he's going to do that with, you know, best marksman on the force, James Bond versus Silva... In that, or maybe he was just always going to shoot her. I think so. I think he's going to punish her because she's now betrayed him. Uh, but also, this has been brought up before. But why does Bond wait till she's dead to kill all these guys? Yeah, he could have done the same exact Ex- thing before yeah, she. No I disagree. I disagree. State your uh, case. The state gun, your name and state your case. Before he fires the round, the gun is at his head. The guy has the gun pointed at his head. Once he fires the round, that is only done to to make sure that he shoots that shoots towards that way and not shoot anybody else. That's why that's done. As soon as he uh, shoots, Silva then shoots. The uh, gentleman by that time has dropped his gun a bit. I'm nothing if not a scientist, and yeah. you've proven to me empirically that that's that's why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we solved it here. Yeah. Way to go, everybody. Nice work. We did it. Nice work. Uh, and then we see the biggest flutter of uh, John, James Bond theme music, which is when the helicopters <laughs> arrive. 
And also, he's got that little radio that, in this day and age, technology could. Just I don't be... remember. Is this the part where Matt's DVD player skipped over a bunch of shit? Okay, that just doesn't seem like we need to talk about that. <laughs> no, I think when, we have to. It just seems like when people are I listening, think it's very they don't important. Need to know. I think we I mean, missed about we missed ten minutes. No, I, I want to say I want to say that like your exaggeration. Your uh, <laughs> I see we missed ten no, minutes of the movie. Your know. Blu-ray player, uh, I feel like deliberately skipped over some of the more important parts of this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even remember this happening. <laughs> it definitely skipped in places where your interest is peaked and you're kind yeah. of like leaning forward. Yes. yes. <laughs> What's going to happen? So the way the way that Steve, three times it happened. The way that Steve and I were seeing this at Matt's house, it goes: uh, James Bond takes the gun, shoots somebody, rolls. And then he's standing at the cell with Silva. Yeah, so we back missed. in England. In my defense, though, it's not even a Blu-ray player. It's a green-ray player. Oh, <laughs> you might want to look into a Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. you'll save uh, uh, This is another... I'm kind of glad it skipped that part yeah. because another bad use of CG with all those uh, helicopters. There's, oh, again. There are two shots. There are two shots. One this of them is like looks like your wigdar. This is like your wigdar. Well, and a lot of people think that uh, Javier Bardem has a wig in this. He doesn't. Again, dyed hair, dyed wig dar. Yeah, it doesn't look like a wig to me. It, yeah. d- it does look like. Well, you might have some wig dar. Dyed oh, hair. I will work with oh, you. Thanks. We'll see what we you can might have the potential. <laughs> You're like an orphan. You make the best agents. <laughs> Double O Annie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What a run. Uh, we had fun. We had a good time. So Sometimes we should record that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> His plot works, and he gets taken back to MI6, where uh, the movie falls apart. Yeah, yeah. I mean, plot-wise, anyway. Uh, so the Silva gets taken only to be taken. This is all part of his master plan. Mm-hmm. I was bummed to see Sex Lady killed that scene. I, that scene in the casino made me think I want... Th- I knew she's the femme fatale. I, I had a feeling she wasn't going to make yeah. it. They usually don't. But I would have liked at least another s- scene with her. Also, you shouldn't really have like a containment or... A- a prison cell that's controlled by computer. No, yeah, like or at you least should have both. A, yeah, an yeah. alternate backup yeah. lock in case shit yeah. happens. Yeah. They were putting their time into glass fogging technology. That <laughs> 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 uh, one thing that bothers me, and it's in almost. Did you detect that CG? That, but that looks good. That's fine. All right, because it's not. It's that uncanny valley thing, you know, that, that faces are hard to do and expressions yeah. and stuff. That's what CG's made for. It's the elevator scene. It's the glass yeah. fogging. It's perfect for yeah. a Bond film. But computer readouts still to this day in movies bother this. Oh, God. It's so designed and... So not, not since... Uh, the net. Not since <laughs> Jurassic net. Park's uh, Linux situation. I think that's the way to go because it's still what everybody's using, you know? And you know you walk into MI6, they're going to have some of the like least aesthetically pleasing. Oh, you know they're here. using Windows 98 yeah. or Windows NT. Yeah, it's ah. just... And plus all the little <laughs> chirping and everything. And I just... I'm ready for that to be done. Yeah. You know? So did you, did you have a problem with the uh, stuff in um, Quantum of Solace with the table? Like that, the Microsoft I, service? I honestly feel like if you're going to do it, go that far and make it like an an aesthetic Apple smart thing. Yeah. That, that to me made sense because also Rather tactically, than just a tactically ton you of, could see well, something. I don't bios. remember the table. They had a table like at MI6 that was like an iPhone and they could take things and drag it. But it was oh, all like screen touch things. Yeah. And it, it it felt like it was designed by some um Do you have a problem with the, the Tony Stark Iron Man uh, 
the shit like just in front of his face that he can m- well, wave away yeah, with his I hand. Mean, well, I don't. I don't because of the. Well, I just. I as far as the Tony Stark thing is, I there's a there's a farcical element to the to the Avengers yeah, stuff. Yeah. Uh, that they're saying, I think what they're saying is technology is a little bit further ahead in this yeah. universe, yeah, and uh, so this maybe is plausible. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it did get the fucking the Guy Pierce rolling out his balls situation. <laughs> what? Yeah, you know, Guy Pierce rolled out his balls, and then he's inside the universe, and then he's inside the brain. Oh, that's right. Showing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Guy yeah, universes, guys, universe balls. Which we see. That's the kind. That's the same kind of thing we see in the world's not enough. Oh, Remember the, uh, that one thing I like about the world is not enough. Uh, I know it's a, a favorite of yours. Is uh, no, it's not. I oh, think it's okay. a terrible movie. Yeah, but I'm fine. saying one thing I like about it is the uh, when they fall back when MI6 falls back to the Scotland location. Yeah, I do too because there's a big giant plaid rug and there's also a giant painting of Bernard Lee. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I did like that quite a bit. But anyway, back to this movie. Okay. Uh, Silva Boop. leaves his laptop. Uh, with them, okay. so dumb kid plugs it into their network. Yeah, and I like Ben Wishaw. I think he's a great Q. I like where they're going with it. But Bond starts with adverse relationships with M, Money Penny, and Q in this movie, and by the end, they are fast friends. All. The only one that he seems to get along with the entire time is uh, Tanner. Tanner, yeah, because yeah. Tanner just wants to be liked. Tanner's that needy, you think? I think even just the actors, like, I don't know how long they're going to keep me in these things. Yeah. There's no president for me. I was in yeah. Quantum of Souls, and somehow I got made in the second one. Right. Yeah. But it's because Sam Mendes knows him from theater. In fact, he played Hamlet. I don't know if it was at the RSC. So did Ben Wishaw, and so did uh, Ray Fiennes. There are three Hamlets, three classic Hamlets Jesus in this Christ. movie. Yeah. Uh, but Tanner is in the all of the Brosnan movies, too. Or yeah, the characters. Two of them. He's a black man. Nope, that's Robinson. He's a Robinson black man. <laughs> Robinson is a black man. Tanner is a uh, is a is a is a white guy with white hair. Wig? Nope. Well, you but you'd know have to tell me. You don't know. You'd yeah, have to tell me that. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> little spatula you got going on. Right? It's a weed tool. Don't worry about it. <laughs> You'll learn. Uh, yeah. So this is where the movie falls apart. Where everything starts to sort of go. His way. You also uh, see uh, Silva's grotesque deformity, which I think also is a CG problem. They should have, just for, for style's sake, done a Hitchcock thing where you only get a suggestion of it would have been a lot more frightening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that is... I would have enjoyed a, that, a too. A little eye-rolling moment I mean, when he takes cool, out his teeth. Yeah, but it's you, very CG. But, yeah, if instead of that, if you maybe had done a cut away to... The apparatus that he keeps in his mouth. That and then like the back silhouette of yeah, his yeah, jaw yeah. just kind of falls yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Tanner puking. <laughs> <laughs> it just starts jerking off. Yes, mom. <laughs> Saying yes, mom the entire yes, time. Mom. Yes, mom. Yes, mom. Yes, mom. Uh, what, what is this? The first time they're calling her mom? No, he in Casino Royale. And. Uh, Quantum of Solace. But in, in the Brosnan ones, does he call her mom? Oh, I don't think so. Right? No, I don't think so. I don't get it. Yeah. Is that the appropriate thing? Like, you can't say sir to a lady, you have to say... I think mom is the correct... Is it? I think. Like, a, instead of ma'am? Yeah. Oh, I always thought it was like an endearment, like just a MI6 No, no, I think it's thing. an official... Oh. Like the queen mom, huh? Yeah. Christ. Who says that, Bill? Oh, I guess they do say the Queen. Mike mom. Brimmel does. <laughs> Brivel. Mike Brivel. <laughs> Mike Brivel, not Mike Brimmel. I gotta write that down. 
yeah, so then we sort of see uh, that the uh, in the room full of computer geniuses, <laughs> the only one to read the word Granborough <laughs> yeah. is James Bond. It's the only sleuthing Bond does. It's, yeah, it's, and he goes through the tubes with Q in his ear again. He's yeah. got someone else in his ear. Yeah. And Q is giving him a hard time the entire time. Yeah. Saying, like, yeah. oh, you wouldn't know what it's like to ride on the subway. Being but so he's condescending. so smug yeah. and condescending. Uh, also takes quite a long time to tell him to get on that train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Way yeah. too long. Don't get on. Wait, get off. Wait. Bond? Just don't. Get on the train. Yeah. Uh, and then it's Cameo City from all of uh, Sam Mendes' theater buddies. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please won't get home in a hurry, huh? <laughs> so Q knows that Silva is dressed as a cop and doesn't alert the hundreds of cops that are now alerted in the tube station. Right. To look for a cop that they right. don't recognize. Correct. Who's this guy who's allowed to grow his hair a little longer than we are. Yeah. And Who- it's bleached blonde. <laughs> Yellowish blonde. Uh, so this apparently leads us to believe that... Silva would know that the hearing was scheduled. Yes. Silva would know where the hearing was scheduled. Right. Mm-hmm. Silva would know that it would take roughly this amount of time for Ben to plug on in my computer. Mm-hmm. It would take this amount of time for them to start going through it. Then the doors would open. Then this train would be passing by at this specific time for Not me to... Not the bad, James. <laughs> Not the bad. Not the bad. <laughs> for a physical wreck. This is where they're going for a dark night type of thing and they don't do it as well. Correct. Now, Correct. It is Nolan himself has said that his movies are very Bond inspired. The big layer at the end of Inception, uh, the plane getting grabbed in the beginning of Dark Knight Rises. Those are all Bond things. Yeah. So, but also people really, whether they accuse or they just say that Skyfall is very heavily influenced by Dark Knight. I think they they kind of deserve it because Dark, you know, Nolan really loves and takes from. Bond. They're all influenced so it's, by it's each other. Full yeah. circle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that is the sort of moment where I think the uh, suspension of disbelief leaves. Yeah. With the moment he he does the whole little, I'm going to get you back by saying that thing about radios that you said to me yeah. back um, when Matt's DVD player skipped. It, it, uh, it never did. It never did. <laughs> never uh, so that happens. And then his plan is essentially, okay, here's the deal. You're, you're Silva. Your plan is to go into a courthouse shooting. Uh-huh. Why do you take a Glock with you? Why not take any other high capacity a double rifle? Drum yeah, magazine. a double drum magazine right. pistol would be great. Maybe a you know an M uh, an A fifteen or something like that. Why not take something larger in? <clears throat> Good point. Because you're going in at you're as a cop, great, but you don't take your you don't get a gun until you get in the car. Because yeah. police in England don't carry guns unless there's like a tactical forces there, mm-hmm. then they have guns. I do like this shootout in the courtroom, though. It's pretty. Yeah, cool. that was cool. Yeah, I do. I do like that too. Yeah. <clears throat> but right now can... we're just talking about the feasibility. Of Sorry, the can let me know when I can talk about this. <laughs> what I'm saying is, bring in high capacity. Right yeah, I think you get right. the job done. Mm-hmm. Or if you, I mean, if you're just out to kill M, yeah, bring some bombs. You know, sure. He, he doesn't care about. Yeah, what is, his, is it, do you think his plan is always to get M to kill both of them? No. Because that's think, the only reason I have for him I think bringing he gets, a Glock He in. basically says that at the end, like, oh, of course, it had to be this way. Yeah. Um, but that scene, this is where I think Sam Mendes 
is not only a good director, but I think he's a pretty good action director with that scene in the skyscraper, the silhouette, the jellyfish yes, scene. Yes, great. This one, he manages to build character stuff into an action scene. So Mallory takes the bullet. Uh, Bond winks at him. That's where they first share that they're going to be good working together. He gets Money Penny in on it, and they all kind of collaborate and work as a team. See, I like that kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, it's it's a well-done scene. You liked uh, James Bond uh, working with his friends. I do. Working with other people that are on his but side But I like that him to guns. be in control and calling the shots, not listening to a Gorley's a big fan really of teamwork. Sure. I sure am. <laughs> I sure am. Like right now, guys? <laughs> not one of us is doing a podcast on our own. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. None of us are Bill Burr. We can't just Bonding. Do, we can't just yeah. Talk. There are three of us with a fourth mic, like Elijah at the table. But this that is mic is hot. Mike I don't know why I turned it up. I just did. <laughs> Uh, I wanted the fan to sound a little louder than room tone. (laughs) Everyone quiet for some room tone? So then Bond takes M to Scotland. Back in time. Bond, let's let's talk about let's talk about uh, M being led by Tanner into the Jaguar. (laughs) Yeah. And Tanner not looking in the driver's seat and Tanner watching his sole job disappear in front of him. His reaction, Aww. nowhere near it should have been. No, it <laughs> should have like, been, no. been like, fuck, no! <laughs> yes. It's the feeling like he's thinking of demerits or yeah, disciplinary like, action. He should have shot himself, actually. <laughs> like, no, here, here's, the, here's the ADR dialogue for Tanner when that, scene, when that happens. Oh, cock. <laughs> that's it. That's, yeah. that's his... Bollocks. Bollocks. Cock. That's his reaction. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, M's 100% on board to buckle up in the back seat and have a good time with Jimbo. Good use of the Bond theme here. Right. I think. His problem with the Jaguar is it can be tracked. Then he wants them to track to Scotland. So his problem is that the car can be tracked, so we have to ditch it and get the Aston Martin. Then he requests that Q tracks him up to Scotland. Explain that to me. Hmm. I cannot. It, I, I can explain it. It's we want the Aston Martin in here. We want an excuse. This is where it starts having too Product. much, too, wanting it two ways. Uh, yeah. Like we want to get the classic Aston Martin in. And then they start pulling things like the ejector seat. I was all for the classic Aston Martin because he got it in Casino Royale. But in that time, he had an ejector seat installed. Here's, here's, it just feels here's where fantastic. I came from with that. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at the looking at the grand history of, of the James Bond movies. I think that in Casino Royale, uh we're seeing the beginning of, of James Bond. And that's just an Aston Martin he happens to win playing cards. Great. And then I think we look at something like Goldfinger, which is in the midst of James Bond's career, and he's given this amazing car by Q. Then we always whenever we see James Bond driving his personal car, it's the D B five. From there on out. It's the DB5. So I think I like to think that Q gave him that some years ago, and he's kept it ever since as his personal car. Like, he ended up buying it from MI6 and was like, guys, I'll just... What's the Casino Royale the one, then? That's just an Aston Martin the other guy happens to have that he wins. And so he has two? I think he had two. He probably left it in England. Oh, man. I mean, in, in uh, oh, the Matt. Bermuda. I think a more likely that. story is, I'm, can you soup this up for me, Q? I got this baby. You think that's a more likely story? Oh yeah. Can I you know. soup this up with these uh, ancient machine guns? Can you pimp my ride exhibit? <laughs> <laughs> what a great uh, deleted exhibit scene! Exhibit should be cute. What a great deleted scene! <laughs> What's up, dog? <laughs> X to the Z exhibit. 
Anyway, they go to Scotland. They do a nice little tender scene in this foggy Scottish Highlands. It's beautiful. Yeah, beautifully shot. Uh, but I was, it is a little I exposition. Was, I was genuinely thrilled when he opened that door and the Aston Martin was mm. there. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, that little little speech or little scene they have in the Highlands where she, you know, he basically goes, you know the story to that. Feels a little like sloppy exposition of we need to remind the audience that you are an orphan. Yeah. So yeah. why would he be, why would they be saying that to right. each other but why would she say i do have a penalty when they bad, died bad exposition like uh what is like what's the karate kid movie with uh hillary swank it's like the fourth karate kid four yeah and it begins with her grandma kid. going well you know your parents died in a car accident so the audience knows you would never say that to your grandkid who already knows that her parents oh, are dead i've already been a bad grandfather oh <laughs> really <laughs> You know your parents died in that car accident. (laughs) Is that plausible? I guess. How old are you? Thirty. Wow. You were just at his birthday party. That's true. (laughs) But he didn't ask how old I was. Yeah, there weren't. Yeah, there were. We didn't have like a a thirty streamer around it. You know. Yeah. Mm, Jesus. Steve, get a pass, Gorley. What the fuck? Come on. He's our guest. I'm sorry. (laughs) Come on. Come on. Uh, Speaking of. We yeah, so Scotland. the 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 acknowledgement, and this is something I genuinely loved. I, I genuinely loved the acknowledgement that yes, this is the car with the ejector seat and the machine guns. <sighs> I was excited by that, and I, just, I enjoyed it. I love it. Disjointed. All right. Well, okay. Why did that feel disjointed to you? I don't because understand. It just felt like we're jarring us out of this world. They're Why going are you... so far to create a realistic world, and yeah. then they're putting it like, like shoving you back into timeline shifting. Yeah, it just it just uh. was disjointed. Now, something. what do you think about the the, the my hypothesis that uh, James Bond is actually just a time lord? I think you you got a screw loose, you you guy. <laughs> James Bond is a time lord. Here's what I'm saying: he's a time lord that uh, instead of floating around the galaxy no. helping people out, he stays no. in England. And uh, every time he gets killed, he regenerates. Mm. And he regenerates into sometimes people that are older than him, sometimes people that are younger than him, mm-hmm. sometimes blondes. Well, we never sometimes... see him get killed. Well, that all happens off camera. I see. Then, yeah. oh, okay, then I'm in. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> he all shows right. up to his ancestral home, Skyfall. Skyfall. I did not like this title when it was announced. I saw the movie, and now I really like the title. Uh, ironic that this is the second James Bond movie to be named after a home. Goldeneye. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we... Also, A-Frame Ranch, <laughs> which is a lesser-known Bond film. <laughs> A-Frame Ranch? Oh, fuck. I would pay money for a James Bond Western. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, oh, my sure God. Do. I would love it if he had to, like, go undercover at some uh, rodeo. A rodeo. <laughs> So he gets to Where's the list manner. of rodeo riders, Bond? <laughs> My name's Mike. It was on that hard drive. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Montana. Mike Briscoll's come to town or whatever the shit his name is. So, uh... <laughs> Didn't you write it down? Yeah, Mike Breville. Page. Mike Breville. Uh, so, yeah, we meet uh, James Bond's caretaker, uh, surrogate father, and uh, lover of, of fine Emma's. Kincaid. This just feels like, why have we never heard of this character before? It feels a little forced. I love Albert Finney, but why do we need another sidekick? Why don't we need <laughs> another sidekick? Is it, there's a rumor that they, you know, thought maybe Sean Connery might play this part. 
Have you ever heard this rumor? I've heard that rumor. And I'm glad that wasn't the I'm, case. I'm fairly glad that wasn't the case, too. That would completely remove any human being out of the movie. Yeah. 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 But I just don't... I, it should have been he, Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, they happen to have a view screen, and they're like, let's pull up, let's pull up Spot Prime. <laughs> let's pull him up so we, we can ask him about the plot of this movie yeah. we're in. Kincaid influences this plot in no way. He he shows him to the gun camera. Correct. He kills a couple of people, but yep. that's, and there's no arc for Kincaid. We don't even know what happens to him at the end. There is no arc for Kincaid. There is no oh, yeah, change in Kincaid. At the end? Nothing. Nothing happens. He just to him. comes out of a doorway, almost gets shot. The end walk. of the credit should just be him sweeping up in that destroyed <laughs> fucking house, <laughs> and then a spotlight uh, to sweep up the spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and is he presume he's the He's the gamekeeper of Skyfall. Right. So Skyfall, I think, is obviously... Where's if it's not an go? ancestral home, it's, it's, it's a vacation home. I think it is an ancestral home because he was born in there and raised there until, he went, until his parents died. And then he was sent to Eaton. Yeah, he was sent to boarding school. Yeah. Uh, where he did a lot of Eaton pussy. You know what I mean? Sex lady. Sex lady. Sex <laughs> lady. <laughs> no, no, for this podcast, we do not refer to the secondary bongos as femme fatales. They will be sex ladies. Sex lady. Like, Innocent sex lady. Solange is the Casino Royale sex lady. <laughs> right. So Solange, uh, yes, she is the innocent. Uh, there's always an innocent sex lady. Yeah. Yeah, that's too Usually, bad. Yeah. Unless it's Terry Hatcher. Harry, she had meaning. Harry Thatcher. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so here's the end of the, the end of this movie is uh, essentially uh, Home Alone. Yeah, which uh, I didn't. The for, I went to a screening of this movie a week before it came out, and uh, my girlfriend Kiki turned to me and said, "This is just like Home Alone." We talked about this. Matt and I first met on Attack of the Show, yeah. doing a Bond panel. Yeah, yeah. yeah and we and talked, we about, talked about the fact yeah. that it was like Home Alone. A lot of people have been making that connection. Yeah, and uh, the I just I just. I don't have a problem with it. I don't either. I don't have a problem with I him getting the house ready. I don't. I just don't understand why. It just doesn't make tactically. It makes no sense no. for them to be in mm-hmm. a valley. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? They're still putting themselves at a disadvantage just because they're making him come. It'd be one thing if they knew they were going to a place where they could lay an excellent trap, but yeah. they're going like, let's go to a place where we have very little resources. Yeah, you got time. A lake on one side. Yeah. You remember that old saying from retail? You got time to lean. You, you got, got time, time to, to clean. clean. Sure. If you got time to talk about your dead parents in a foggy abyss, you got time to stop at a fucking gun shop. And take a piss. It had to rhyme. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No kidding. Problem or, number or 1,000. There's no reason MI6 can't come with him. No, if they're there's literally no reason. There's absolutely no reason that you can't be like, uh, Tanner, can you send like, uh, I don't know. 20 guys. Like 001 through 23. Could you just give me the three guys that are outside guarding the gate right now with the high-powered rifles? Or, hey, uh, can you just call the guys on that list? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, remember this list. That's the other thing, too. M should have pulled everybody out. Yeah. Hey, you guys might want to start hiding. Yeah. Hey, guys. uh, I know who you are. Just come back to England. Thanks. Like, that's it. So Silva also, somewhere nearby in the Scottish Highlands, has access to a military gunship helicopter. 
Because what's the range on a helicopter? It can't be that far. I don't know. They can go pretty far, man. Yeah, maybe. All right. No, so, I think they so can, like, a, a military helicopter can probably do, like, a 900, 1,000 miles, something like that. Because they have big, big tanks. All right. He got it in Iceland. Yeah. He got it in Iceland. Uh, do you think, what do you think happened there? Do you think he just bought it? Do you think he stole it? What do you think he did? Well, see, who brought up the day wage of these mercenaries? <laughs> I am just very My curious. <laughs> like, I really, really, now let's talk about this. First wave comes in. He's got waves of henchmen. Yeah. His yeah. first wave yeah. of henchmen comes in, and it's five guys. Uh, with uh, presumably they also have flares attached to their they pants. They also seem like 1989 Tim Burton Batman Joker henchmen. Yes, kind of absolutely. Skull yeah. cap, gaunt looking, yeah. weird dudes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my question is the following: We guys, we work in the entertainment business. Yeah. We can talk about it. We can talk about a day rate. We can talk about what we expect. Say we go shoot something. We expect probably you know, little, you know maybe thousand, two thousand dollars if we're gonna go do something. You know. Right. And that get that gets us out of bed, right? And yeah. we're 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 not in harm's we're not in, way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're we're not. We're not anywhere close to harm's way. And that's the sort of thing where that that's the kind of money that we're like, oh fuck, I guess I guess I'll drive to Santa Monica. Right. At, at seven PM. Yeah. Yeah. In full disclosure, I do do some snuff films. <laughs> that's a different story. And what's funny to us, I think what's funny and I'll lay this out too, if someone says to us, Come do this thing pretty far away. You know, for an entire day, come to Scotland with, and uh, we're only pay- we're paying five hundred dollars. What is our reaction to this? <laughs> Fuck you. Yep. I, wait, my reaction is there's guns. And someone's going to be shooting at me. <laughs> I'm no, I'm not doing this I'll for five hundred dollars. For Quantum for no. six million. A what year. I'm saying is we won't even we won't do a raisin brand commercial for five hundred dollars in Santa Monica. Right. These people are risking their lives for what amount of money? What is the day rate for a henchman? What is the amount? $10,000. You think it's $10,000? I think it's 20000 because also money isn't really an issue for Silva. He can print. Right, he can just, just print more money. click Mr. Bomb. <laughs> I could influence the market. Boop. Boop. <laughs> or do you think it's a, he's like, name your price. So some of them are like, $10,000. And others are like, $50,000. It's like, not favored nations. And then while yeah. they're driving over in the helicopter, the they're guy's talking. like, man, I'm getting 50000 bucks for this. What? 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 Dude, yeah, I'm getting fifty thousand. What, what? I only I'm getting twenty five hundred dollars. Is that what you asked for? Yeah, he said name I asked, price. Yeah, I asked for fifty thousand dollars, and he I, just gave it to you. Yes. I got six hundred and a gift card to Outback Steakhouse. Well, well, well how much that? is the gift card? S- six million dollars. <laughs> oh, so I'm eating there for life. <laughs> Feeling would, pretty stupid now, aren't I you? I really feel like I would turn that down if someone offered me a six million dollar <laughs> gift card to the Outback Steakhouse. Yeah, I'd be like. Just can we just give it to like a homeless person? Can get so they the get cash eat? equivalent, <laughs> sir. Yes, the cash equivalent of a six million dollar Outback gift card is forty dollars. <laughs> I'll yeah. take it. It's diabetes. I'll give it to me, but I'm heading right to Outback. We're <laughs> having a great deal. On I just can't. I just sliders. can't help myself. <laughs> Can it's, I put the tip on the card too? <laughs> they're having the Great Barrier Eats right now. <laughs> it's cra- all the crabs I could just possibly shake a crab leg. Yeah, you just... What I do is I order one wallaby burger and then ten I take them home and freeze them, have some folks over, and we do a jump around dick sling. And I just even I haven't even I just haven't even gotten to the bloomin' onion. Uh, I, we don't even have to mm, mention that. Right? It. It's just like their warm brown bread with that butter. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Outback steakhouse. Boomerang I'm comeback. loving it. So will you, Ip Dick. I was once up 
to be the like spokesperson in the Outback Steakhouse campaign. Guess who got it? It was down to me and oh, Jermaine. And, from, and Jermaine from, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, that is his read in that commercial is my favorite commercial read uh, he, of it, all it had time. Had to be him. The read he does when he's talking about his mother's steak, and he just says, "Sorry, mom." Not good enough. Just the there's a pause he takes between talking about the steak and then his reaction to yeah. it. Gorley, did you have to do it as a yeah an Aussie? Yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I I remember being in the waiting room with him. Oh this yeah, this was pre flight. Yeah, Proverbs, it was. Yeah, yeah. And I just yeah. like this guy looks amazing, and there's no way. That's what I said when I saw best. that commercial. I was like, that guy's too funny to just be in this commercial. Yeah, yeah. Which is what I would have said about you too. You're great. <laughs> You're <a> great. <laughs> Do you want to hear my Australian accent? Not yes. at all. You are! Oh. Absolutely! I don't know why they didn't go yeah. with you. <laughs> you big steak house. Kangaroo bacon. What region of Australia is that from? New, old South Wales. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hello. <laughs> can, uh, <laughs> can we have a conversation between uh, 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 Australian uh, Matt Gorley and yeah. Albert Finney? <laughs> uh, what do you want to go to get for dinner? <laughs> I want to get wallaby burgers in kangaroo skiers. You want to get that again? I don't want that. Hello, Audrey yes, hello, Jones. Hello, uh, Mike Brittle here. <laughs> hey, Mike. Hello, hello Mr. Finney. Uh, hello. Australian, uh, 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 tell us about the Outback Steakers. They're boomerangs, didgeridoos, rabbit proofins. You're just naming things from the Outback Steakers in Australia. Hugh Jackman. Kangaroos have three vaginas. That's true. They also have one hole for feces, urine, sex, and birth. Urine. Yes. Hello. Why am I sounding like the dude from <laughs> fucking Silence of the Lambs? <laughs> yeah, he was a great big old fart girl, wasn't like you? Andre the Giant. Too. You're sounding like a Red Letter Media review yeah. of oh, Phantom Menace. <laughs> well, we have not. We had a to. really, we had a really good time on this podcast. Uh, yeah, but so this 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 ends. Okay, so henchman again. Day rate, you guys are saying fa- favorite nations. Yeah, favorite nations twenty grand. Na- naming your price yeah. up to twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. Yes, yes, covered it, done and done. And the beauty of Silva working for Silva is he just uh, he asks you for your name and then he puts the money in your bank account. Yeah. Or he could also just say, "I'll give you a hundred thousand dollars upon completion." Probably. Knowing these yeah. guys are going to get fucking killed, he doesn't have to pay it's a single one of them. Well, he doesn't get paid himself. Do you think he uses PayPal? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He was man. probably college roommates with uh, with uh, Elon Musk. <laughs> 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 All right. Let's let's get let's we're let's, almost there. We're in the home stretch. Okay. Home stretch. Four hours later. Um. So they attack the house. There's some cool action things. They attack the house. They, uh, James Bond uses the machine guns on the Aston Martin. I like that. I like that very much. Oh, I didn't interesting. Expect, well, I didn't love it. Mm. It was kind of risky getting in that car, knowing that those machine guns don't aim. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to shoot forward, and that's you got one. I you got about two seconds I'm of assuming shooting. Assuming they're coming in the front door. It's all bulletproof, though. Theoretically, yeah. I think that's explained to James in the. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. In Goldeneye, he's in a bulletproof car. All right. So I don't think there's really any real risk there. He comes out with his shotgun and... But uh, still, even if it's bulletproof, it, it, it shoots forward, right. they step out of the way, yeah. and now he's stuck in a bulletproof car. <laughs> <laughs> surrounded. Which, which he could just 
<laughs> I wish he would have yeah. turned oh, over yeah, in yeah. the seat. Yeah. See uh, you later. Seat. Yeah. Uh, he comes back into the house and does a pretty cool soccer kick of a machine gun up into his hands. I yes. love little things like that. Yes, he does. Daniel uh, Craig is a way of making that believable. Yeah. 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 He kick. Yeah. He doesn't even bend over because he's not bending over. And then yeah. out comes Albert Finney. For no reason does this mirror trick because he could have just shot them. Yeah. But instead stands there and waits for them to see him in the mirror. Well, they set so up like, the mirror too. It's like yeah. He, yeah, it's like he wants them to die with a twist. Like like they he wants them to feel like they've I'm been right. I want to kill with a twist. Guess who? Emma. Watch me kill him from a mirror. <laughs> mirror, mirror on the floor. There <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you say there again? It was a, it was a priest hole. Oh, yeah. So uh, then we learned the day his parents died, he went down there. And when he came out, he, he was a man. <laughs> but it also leads us to this lake battle where Deacons is at his best. I wish it laid us to Lake Bell. Uh, lake, oh, Lake Battle. <laughs> oh. Deacon's at his best, you're saying. It looks amazing. You're saying. Are, are you going to go out- see that new movie by Lake Battle that opens tomorrow? <laughs> In the order? new Lake Battle movie? Yes. Yeah, sc- scrape neck. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. All right. Continue. Um, all right. So then they go onto the lake. With the, with the lighting. Yeah, it is beautiful. And, and yeah, I like, I like Frozen Lake. I like that. That's some good tension. That's nice. Yeah, I really think the Frozen Lake is just a metaphor for his personality, and it's kind of thawing towards okay, the end of this like movie. Keep going a little far. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Kincaid and M just just throwing a flashlight Kincaid, around on the yeah, heath. Kincaid just might as well have a, a yeah. They need no light because the yeah. fucking house is lighting up all of house Scotland. Is, yeah, house is on fire. Kincaid has walked that path eighty-five billion times. Right. Yeah, with a B. Mm-hmm. Since James left to go to Eton, all he's been doing is walking back and forth. Mm-hmm. Also. Why wouldn't you have just made that fucking tunnel go all the way to that chapel? Or better yet, stay in the fucking tunnel. You don't have to go to the chapel. If you are looking for someone and you look around a heath and there's only one other building, that's where you're headed. Yeah. Just stay in the tunnel. That's a good point. Oh, fuck. That's a good point. But that tunnel should have gone all the way to the chapel. Also, (laughs) Also, how does Albert Finney get around? There's no other vehicle no other at Skyfall. Thank God you showed up. I was starving to death. <laughs> All I've got is a snowmobile and it's dry as cruise. <laughs> they left him a snowmobile. <laughs> In Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got two inches of snow here. <laughs> I tried to MacGyver it onto a skateboard and it didn't work. I've got I, I've got a pair of water skis. I've got a ski over No fucking boat. Or <laughs> skis I can only go in the lake. Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, there, there's a fight underwater, and and Bond goes. fight underwater. Bond grabs a flare. Bond does some flary shit. Mm-hmm. Gets up, goes out. Goes to the chapel where uh, Albert Finney has uh, almost been shot at. Goes to the other room and comes back and says, there's no... What was he looking for? A fire? A blanket, blanket maybe? Another light? 
Another tunnel? I thought there was another tunnel out here. I, my, We're fucked. I left my snowmobile at the house. Yeah, he's looking for the keys to his snowmobile. <laughs> no, normally there's a PlayStation up here. <laughs> it might skip a few on this Blu-ray. You're into Ouija boards and all? <laughs> Let's ask the devil if we're going to get out of this. I've got a drawer full of edible undies, Emma, if you want to. All right. Emma. So Silva comes to town, and uh, he gets this idea that he's going to kill the both of them, which is kind of creepy. Mm. And he wants creepy her to do it. and fantastic in yeah, the same Yeah, it's way. a nice little time. The same bullet. Yeah. Of course. It had to be this way. Free both of us with the same bullet. As you pointed out, Judy Dench is doing... Like this really subtle but great convincing thing where she's a, she's a strong woman but she's very afraid. Yeah. She is Philly, so yeah. terrifying. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. It's so good. Which is just it's it's the it, I I I am hard pressed to think back to a movie, any movie, where I've seen someone convey that amount of fear. Yeah, because there she's doing nothing but yeah. just staring at him. Yeah. The, what would you do? You 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 all you could do is look at the fear because you yeah. don't know what it's going to do. Yeah. Oh, she's good. She's 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 a dame. I'll tell you. I got her poster up on my ceiling above my bed. <laughs> what does Amanda think about that? <laughs> she gave. She's the one that put it. <laughs> yeah, it's her poster. And you're like, can we, just, can we put the Revenge of the Jedi one back up? I don't want that. There. I don't want it up there. I got one of Grinch. She Greek watches girl. me when I sleep. <laughs> uh, and then it leads it. It in, leads to the death of a beloved character. So. I don't like knife throws in movie because you you can't really throw a knife. The chances of throwing a knife in someone's back and killing them, it, it's just maybe not, he didn't throw it. Maybe he stabbed him in the back and then backed up ten feet. <laughs> he ran back. I wish he would have just come in and just hand knifed him. Yeah, I think totally. it would have been better because that I've I've tried many times to throw a knife at someone's back. Oh, I disagree with you on this. Really? Because he, I think he comes in immediately, assesses the situation, and thinks about the time it would take for him to walk over and stab him in the back, and the time it would take to throw it. And I think his goal in that situation is not to kill Silva per per se, but to get that gun out of his hands. Fair enough. But it's then it leads us to my least favorite thing in the entire film. Silva dies. (laughs) Judy Dench is given this amazing performance, yeah. and she says, "What well, bloody took you so long?" And he said, "I got into deep water." It's not the good time for a one-liner. I disagree. Oh, okay, I will fight you on this. I disagree. Also, I think he Daniel was trying Craig... to take her mind off the yeah. fact that she's dying. Yeah. I think he was trying to like. I think that he. He doesn't know she's dying. But here's what I think happened. I think he read the levity of her comment. I think that he did that. I think that this is now James Bond just sort of becoming James Bond. I think I he agree. read the levity of her comment, and I think he replied in a way that he has been known to reply to her before, in a way that makes him go, it's okay now. Just, just, yeah, just, I'm, I agree. Talking, I'm even more talking about filmmaking here. <laughs> that it's not the time for okay, levity. Okay, that's weird, because we're talking about James Bond. Okay. It's not the time for levity, especially because Daniel Craig seems so uncomfortable delivering this line. He's not great. At the one-liners that are for pure comedy sake. He's not he's great at the, the one-liner. character ones, but, but I think the tonal... I think that for that character, he comes in, kills Silva. He's like, fuck yeah, job well done. We're done, we're, we're fine. We're good, let's hang out. M says, what took you so long? Mm. He says, blah, 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 blah. Right, because he, yeah, turns I, on I a, he turns on a dime. When he sees that she's actually hurt, he turns on a dime. His mm. face drops, he turns on a dime, he runs over to her. It's also just not a good one-liner. 
what is what name a good James Bond one liner? Well, it's either going to be super corny or super clever, and it just isn't either. You know, that's true. So we're Purvis? agreed. We'll meet in the Purvis? middle. Oh, it's Wade. It's got Wade written all over it. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, I'll watch it differently next. Should have been a Thin Ice reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on Thin Ice. They probably did a bunch of them. Where's the like Will Ferrell outtake reel? Right. Like, all these... <laughs> it's all Joko Rama. For some reason, John C. Riley's there. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, it is a tender scene, and as I said before, you're lucky if you have to do a crying scene when you're Did you cry? Away. No. Me either. Well, no. I didn't feel it. Did you, Steve? No, no, no I no. have to admit, when I saw this the first time, I was in my head going like, I'm watching a James Bond movie I've been waiting forever for. I yeah. couldn't let go. I kind of was in that in that boat, too, and I felt no, for some reason, I felt no emotion towards the M being killed off. This is why the next one, I am not going to watch anything online. Or re- I read too much. I knew... I didn't know she I died. I knew M died, and I knew that she didn't die at that courthouse, so there was no real tension for me there. Yeah. Uh, and I knew there was the rumor of Money Penny, and I knew Ray Fiennes was going to be M. I just knew too much. Oh, I didn't know I didn't any even of that. seek it out. I didn't know any of that. I was just figuring it out along the way. Based on casting and stuff like that. Based on information I had read that wasn't spoilers, technically. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing it again. I'll never make that mistake, America. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Matt. Okay. Uh, We've already talked about the end of this movie. But we can, briefly again, we can say that it it then brings it full circle and it sets us up for what we now should expect to be James Bond back to true James Bond formula. Yeah. It's almost like at the end of Casino Royale, where he shoots the guy in the fucking leg, walks up to him over the gun, exactly. and says, Jam- Bond, James Bond. That's And then great. what are That's we given so after that? We're given Quantum of Solace. Is this the only ever trilogy reboot? It took a full trilogy? It did. It really genuinely took three fucking movies to reboot this. And here's the thing, too. If, if, it's the, if the world that we're supposed to believe is that it's James Bond and Daniel Craig has been James Bond for... Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, and Skyfall, and we're ignoring the 22 missions in between that. If that's what we're doing, th- this guy, the, all the jokes about him being old and tired and haggard mm-hmm. and stuff don't work. No. Because he's not. Because and he's, he's got like two a, more to go. He's, got a 40 year, he's a 40-year-old guy that's just really good at fucking being a spy. And he's in great shape. Yeah. Well, maybe not in this movie, but like yeah. the character. Physically, he's still in good shape. Yeah, he's he beat physically the yeah. shit out of the guy in the jellyfish yeah. fight. He's a br- he's a blunt instrument. I'm a pilot. I vow to Is have that Mike Breville. Is that Mike Breville calling? Mike's calling. <laughs> I vow to have an office one day with a double quilted door. God damn it! That's really our all all our dreams, right? Yes, yeah, we need a double leather quilted door. Yeah. yeah. So Skyfall. Skyfall. Let it skyfall. Let the skyfall. All right. All right. Now here's a here's a fun, interesting thing we can do. Of the last two movies we saw, Doctor No and Sky and Skyfall. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the better movie? Well, taking out of the equation that Doctor No started it all, established the formula. Scott Sean Connery. I I still enjoy Skyfall more. All right. I disagree. What do you? What the question is? The question: What's a better movie, or what? Do I like more? Well, there's two. I think there's there's two. I again, I think you could argue both points. I think you can argue that that Doctor No is a better movie, and I think you could argue that uh, that Skyfall is a better movie. I also think you could argue Doctor No is more enjoyable, and I also think you can argue Skyfall is more enjoyable. I enjoy Skyfall more, but I think on the whole, Doctor No is a better 
constructed movie, but I think uh, Skyfall's better executed. From here on out, in your lifetime, which will you watch more? Skyfall. Steve? Skyfall. Doctor No. Yeah. I mean, I know, I, I know who picked, I'm not Who picked Doctor, Doctor No? Was it Paul or was it you guys? Well, uh, we just were trying to go in sort of an order, so we just picked the first one. Yeah, and we wanted him nice to be our first guest. Keep it. Oh, right okay. Um, but it is a weird choice for them to start with Doctor No at all, other than, other than it was probably one of the cheaper books that they could make because it's yeah. kind of isolated in Jamaica and stuff. Yeah. But I don't think it's the most dynamic of the novels or the films. Yeah. It's a little, little slow. Uh, well, if you haven't seen Skyfall out there, we recommend see it. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm. uh, there will be there will be none of these I don't recommend you see. That's and true. Some We're wrong. Say we recommend all but, of them. Yeah, except for maybe the world is not enough. The world is not enough. <laughs> Steve. Shirley Manson. The world is not enough. It's a true fact. <laughs> we need more world. Uh, yes, uh, this is Mike Breville. I've heard up to. <laughs> Uh, do you need me for this uh, World is Not Enough movie? Uh, hello. Right? Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Out back, boy. Hello. Oh, it's a... Hello. Uh, are we hello. going for an Australian hello. in this? I don't understand it. Mike Revel's always been English. I don't... <laughs> I don't think he'd ever be an Australian. Biz Lerman. <laughs> Biz Lerman. Biz Nicole Kidman. Hello. Hugh <laughs> Jackman. Hobbit. No, no, the size no, of a tangerine. <laughs> Ribbit proof fence. Hello. Mid mixed. <laughs> Thunderdome. Thunderdome. We don't need another hero. Once, once we're warriors. <laughs> once we're warriors. Thank you, Steve, for joining us. Thank, Thank you, guys. Steve, for AGing with us. We'll Thank see you y'all. back for each episode here and out. Oh, okay. All right. But, uh, everybody who's listening in listener land, uh, just really great times. And every, yeah. <laughs> everybody's great, and tell we appreciate it. tell your family you love them. This move, this has come out, and we've already done more. So, any advice you have regarding this episode, we don't, we're not going to take it. Next up is from Russia with love. Uh, and do Russia we have a, a confirmed with guest? Love. Or the, or, I'll try and confirm it right now. But we're trying to get Doug Benson to uh, come on and watch that. After that, will be Quantum of Solace, which probably nobody wants to be a guest for. Uh, yeah, so you're going in. First, last, yeah. second, second to last. What's yeah. the what's going to be the la- the final movie? For your eyes only. Oh, yeah, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to you later, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Now leaving nerdist.com. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 